and welcome to Flying Blind Podcast. My name is Evita and here I will be talking to you about my journey and I'll be sharing other people's journeys this season with you as well with some interviews and hopefully I can help you feel good about your own very unique journey. I'll be sharing with you how I'm on the no plan plan and how I have been most of my life and how that's okay. My hope is for you to feel inspired to get out there, spread your wings and fly. Today is the start of season three and this is episode one. Can you believe that we are already in January of 2020? I seriously can't believe how time has just flown by and I really hope that you had a really great holiday season. Mine was really great. I missed you guys and I'm really glad to be back and I'm really excited about this season to come. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be talking about my journey just as I have been the last couple of seasons, but I'm going to be bringing on some friends of mine and I'm really hoping that they can also help you feel good about your own journey. I don't know about you, but I usually make New Year's resolutions. And this year, I decided to do something a little bit different because over the last few years, I tend to make a lot of the same resolutions and truth be told, I usually don't accomplish them and I think that holds true for most people. And that is why I have been trying to lose the same 10 pounds probably for the last 10 years. And I start every single year after a couple of months of eating um, not exactly healthy and not really sticking to an exercise routine, especially last year. It was a little bit challenging. If you listen to my podcast in season two, I had an injury that kept me from living my normal life and that included my physical activity. So I did end the year, like most years, not being as physically active as I wanted to be. And probably from about Halloween on, I eat kind of like a toddler. I eat a lot of processed foods, a lot of french fries, and not enough vegetables, and probably have a little bit too much wine, and a little bit too much fun. And the end of 2019 was no different. And in most years, I do start very gung-ho, and very inspired and motivated to get back in the gym and go hard and do probably too much too soon and eat right and not eat as much sugar. And I think that's pretty typical of most people at the beginning of the year, right? You start with a fresh outlook and very energetic. And it's not that I didn't want to start this year with goals and with energy and enthusiasm, but I wanted to do something that will give me a different result because it's already a couple weeks into the year and by this time we're already kind of starting to lose a little bit of steam and if you're still going strong, usually by even Valentine's Day or sometime in March, you really, really start to lose steam with your New Year's resolutions and most of us are kind of already done with them or have, I should say, have given up on them um, just because of life and, you know, we get busy and things happen and it's just really easy to kind of let things go and I just wanted to have a different approach this year. I wanted to do something different because I want to have a different result. So I asked myself what do I need to do differently this year to have better results with my goals 
And before I get into that, I actually wanted to share some statistics with you. Uh, This is a little bit dated, but there was a 1988 study for the University of Scranton that uh, states that 77% of people only stayed committed to their New Year's resolutions for a week. That means that by this time, most people have kind of given up. And of those 77%, only 19% fulfilled their resolutions within a year. And according to another study, and this is more current, I don't have the exact date, but according to a survey by Statista that was done in 2018, only 4% said they kept their resolutions. That's crazy, right? Only 4% of people in 2018 actually kept their resolutions. So that means whatever we're doing is kind of not working. And that statistic also stated that by January 10th, most will be quitters. That means that the majority of us have already quit our New Year's resolutions. So since most of us have already given up by now, I think maybe we need to have a different approach. Don't you think? I really do. I think that we need to tackle these, whatever we want to call them, resolutions, goals, differently than we usually do. For me, I would rather call these resolutions goals. I really think it's also important to break these goals down and come up with a plan. And of course, nothing too strict. I'm on the no plan plan in life, okay? So yes, I want results, but we can't do anything too, too strict and too structured because then we will set ourselves up for failure. We don't want to do that either. For example, I know in the past with some of my fitness and health resolutions, I have been way too overzealous at the beginning. I was trying to do two a days, work out six to seven days a week, completely cut out sugar, completely cut out carbs. And while I did see some immediate changes, which honestly were probably water weight, that's just not sustainable for the rest of your life. You can't do two a days, 365 days a year and not eat a carb and not eat any sugar the rest of the year either. It's just not realistic. You still have to live your life, right? You still need to be social and have a good time. Part of life is also enjoying your life. You can't just live this super strict, stringent, militant life. It's just not, it's not realistic. So, of course, when I approached my goals this way in the past, I failed. And then what did that do? It demotivated me. It made me feel like I just could not accomplish anything. It made me feel like a failure. And I did not set myself up for success. So while it's good to have a plan, you can't have a plan that's unrealistic and that's not realistic to maintain for the rest of the year. So it's important to make sure that your goals are realistic. So the tendency is to either be way too overzealous with these goals or to look back and say, you know what? I didn't accomplish anything that I set out to accomplish. So you know what? I'm just not even going to set any goals or resolutions this year. And I don't think that's good either. I think it is good to set some goals for yourself every single year. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be at the beginning of the year, but that's just kind of what we tend to do. But I do think it's important to constantly be setting some sort of goal, something that you want to achieve, and to come up with somewhat of a plan. I'm always curious to see different approaches that people have when it comes to goal setting. 
And of course, because it's the beginning of the year, these videos and articles and blog posts have been popping up all over the place. And one of my favorites is a video by Jack Canfield. Look him up. He has a lot of great material, great books out there too. And uh, I also love following him on Instagram. Also very inspirational and motivational, but also very realistic, which is great. But I took a lot from one of his videos and it's very useful. And I believe that it will help you become more successful with your goals in 2020. One of the things that Jack Canfield talks about in his video is the gap. And a lot of times what happens is we set a specific goal. So let's just say the goal is to lose 50 pounds. And I'm just using weight here because it could be anything. It can be a financial goal. It could be anything. I'm just using weight because that is a very common goal for a lot of people when it comes to New Year's resolutions. So you set out to do this. And let's just say at the end of the year, you lost 30 pounds and not 50. So there is a gap between the goal that you set, and what you actually achieved. And because you set this goal, a lot of people tend to look at this gap and see themselves as failures. But instead, you need to look at yourself and actually recognize yourself and give yourself credit for what you achieved. Because yes, while you didn't reach that 50 pound uh, weight loss goal, you still lost 30. That is still a huge accomplishment. And a lot of people tend to look at that gap and see that as a failure instead of seeing that they actually still achieved something great. So that is one thing too that you need to keep in mind when you're setting these goals is that there might be a gap and to recognize that, but to still, still see the success and not only see the gap, the failure, okay? Recognize that you still made progress. Jack Canfield also divides uh, the goals into seven areas. And that's something that I want to mention to you. And I'll mention to you that a little bit later in this podcast. But when you are setting these goals, there are a few things that you should ask yourself. Okay, let's just say that your goal is to buy a BMW. Okay, now ask yourself, am I setting this goal because I think I should do it? Because maybe your friends have BMWs and... You feel that you should be doing what your friends are doing? Is that why you want to get a BMW? Or do you truly want this BMW? Is this BMW going to bring you joy in some way? Ask yourself truly why you are setting this goal. Is it because I should or is it because I truly want it? Because that might set you apart from actually achieving this goal or not achieving this goal. So really sit down and think hard about this goal. Once you have decided whether this is a should or a want, then you need to develop a plan. If there are some skills you need to achieve, if there is something you need to learn, if you need to educate yourself about this thing, this is the time to do it. Okay, so again, if you're trying to lose weight, you need to educate yourself about nutrition. You probably need to educate yourself about exercise. If it's something that you don't have experience in, you really need to um, get some direction and it might be doing some research on your own. You might reach out to a professional, which I would suggest. Because you want to go in completely informed and educated and doing this in a way that is healthy and constructive. You don't want to just go in and start eliminating all these things and make yourself feel completely deprived and miserable because if you feel miserable while you are trying to achieve these goals, you might not stick to them. Nobody likes to be miserable all the time. So 
You need to do some research and you might also have to go through some trial and error. You might try to eliminate, let's just say bread, and that might not work for you. I know it doesn't work for me. For me, life is not complete without bread. I need bread in my life. So you might have to go through some trial and error and figure things out and see what works for you. And you need to make it important and you need to make this a priority. Another thing you need to do is reward yourself for when you make small achievements. And I'll give you some examples of this when we come back from break. Hey everybody, this is Panchito and Mike from the 5 for 5 podcast. And you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. One of the best ways to achieve some of your goals are to divide them into small mini goals. Again, going back to the weight loss example. If you want to lose 50 pounds, you need to reward yourself for the small mini goals. So you might want to reward yourself for every 10 pounds you lose. So when you lose 10 pounds, reward yourself with a massage or a pedicure or something that's a real treat for you that will kind of motivate you to stick with your plan. Another thing too that I really need to mention is that when you are setting a goal, you need to ask yourself how much and by when. You need to set measurable goals. So you can't just have the goal of, oh, I want to lose weight. You need to set a goal, a a more specific goal that is measurable something that's quantifiable and something that if you're explaining to somebody that, you know, you can actually give an amount, a number, it's measurable. And another thing that you really need to do is to write down your goals. Put it on paper. That solidifies things in your mind. It's also a reminder and actually set it out somewhere where you can see it. Also, another great idea is to share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you trust. Share your goals. Talk about them. And it's really great to have an accountability partner. Somebody that's going to check in on you. Somebody that you are going to check on. And it would be great if they have some of the same goals that you do. Because then you can talk about your struggles. And you can talk about your challenges. And you can talk about your victories. And it just actually can make it really fun. And it can become somewhat of a social thing. When you have a support system, you are much more likely to achieve whatever it is that you are setting out to do. Also, another important thing is to have high intentions with low attachments. And that's something that Jack Canfield says. And what what is meant by that is uh, intend to do all of these things that you have set out to do. But when I say low attachment, not low attachment to the end goal, but a low attachment to how it will happen. Because you know what? Things change sometimes. Like I was saying earlier, you might have to, you know, go through some trial and error with these things in how you achieve your goals. You might approach your weight loss goals by trying keto, but you know what? Maybe you've never tried keto before and it might make you not feel so great. 
So you might have to change up your diet and you might end up going on the opposite end. Who knows, our keto might work for you. You just never know exactly how things are going to pan out. So you have to be flexible. It doesn't mean give up on your goals. It means have a low expectation in regards to how you will achieve those goals. And that's for me what I mean when I say the no plan plan. It means you still have a plan. You have your end goal, but your plan isn't always going to go as planned. So be flexible and don't beat yourself up if one thing doesn't work. Try something else. Earlier, I mentioned that Jack Canfield breaks down the areas of your life into seven different categories for goal setting. And I just want to share this because this might actually make your goal setting a little bit easier. And this is something that I used for my goals this year. And I found it super, super helpful because sometimes I felt like I was setting goals in one area and then I was lacking in others. I felt like too focused in one area and it's going to be that way sometimes. You know, you might already have your health in check, so you need to focus more on other ones. But this is kind of nice because um, it allows you to look at all areas and decide where you need to focus. So the seven areas are job and career, finances, relationships, health and fitness, fun and recreation, personal growth, which can also be more tangible things too, like buying a car or things like that, and contribution. So I would suggest actually sitting down and writing these seven areas down and ask yourself, what can I improve on in these areas? What goals do I want in these specific areas of my life? So for example, I'll go through each one of these really quickly to give you a better idea. So for job and career, it might be to make a certain amount in sales. It might be to get a promotion. It might be to completely change jobs or to apply for for a new job. Uh, With finances, um, this is pretty straightforward, but it can be to uh, make a certain amount of money. Um, that year. And it can be, I mean, from your job or maybe you're an investor. Uh, It could also be to pay off a certain amount of debt that you have. You know your finances, so you know what your goals are there, I'm sure. Your relationships. Your relationships might be great, but they might not be. It might be to mend a relationship with a parent or sibling or a child or a friend. It can be to spend more time with um, a specific person in your life, work on your marriage or work on something. So that's the third area. The fourth area is health and fitness. I think, again, this is an area that most people are already focused on at the beginning of the year. It could be your your diet and, and your physical movement, but it could also be to lower your cholesterol. I mean, it could be anything like that. It could be very specific. It can be to uh, bench press a certain amount because that's just what you want to do. It's all very personal. Do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. Um, fun and recreation. It can be to take a trip to Hawaii. It can be to play basketball once a week with your friends. It can be a number of things. Think about what's fun for you, what brings you joy, and aim to do that. And it can be something small weekly, and it can be a big one. And I do suggest actually to think of one personal one that brings you joy that you can do pretty often. And also think of a larger goal to set, like I said, maybe to take uh, a large trip or something of that sort. Uh, personal growth. Uh, this is more like experiences and things. It's also um, 
could be in the self-help area. So it can be to read, um, you know, six books this year on finance or spirituality or whatever the case may be, whatever it is that interests you and wherever you feel that you need to grow. It can be to meditate daily. Under this category, uh, he also puts uh, things like, you know, buying a car, buying a house, things like that. Uh, Some of these things do overlap, but that's something that he does put under personal growth. And the last one is contribution. Um, You have to ask yourself, how can I contribute to the world? How do I want to contribute to the world? What is actually doable and realistic? So it can be maybe donating $10 a month to the ASPCA. It can be volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, It could be volunteering at a soup kitchen. And you set your goal. It can be once a month. It could be a few times a year. I mean, that's totally up to you. But make sure it's realistic and something that you can truly achieve. And like I said, with all of these things, think about what you truly want and why and think about what is very realistic. It's great to set goals, but make them realistic for you and for your life. And make sure that what you're doing is going to make you happy and bring you joy. It doesn't mean every second is going to be butterflies and rainbows, but overall, these things should be things that do make your life better, that bring you peace and that bring you happiness. And one last thing is to set one breakthrough goal, something that will quantum leap you in your life and make you feel great. And it can be a number of things. Only you know what this is. But just some examples, it could be to double your income or open a business, write the book you've always been wanting to lose 50 pounds, achieve a major certification or go back to school. It's going to be up to you. But think of one large thing that will quantum leap your life that you can look back and be like, wow, I accomplished that one thing. And it's going to look different for everybody. Think about you. Think about what you truly want in your life. And every day, do something to work toward it. Write it down. Write all of your goals down. Again, try to have an accountability partner. Set high intentions. Be flexible. Have low attachments to the how. You can do it. And I wish all of you guys so much luck in your goals for 2020. I believe in you. You can achieve it. And get out there, spread your wings, and fly. You're listening to Flying Blind Podcast. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Before I leave you today, I want to thank you so much for joining me again on this very first episode of Season 3 of Flying Blind, and I really hope that you took something constructive from today's episode. I would also love to get any of your feedback and suggestions or ideas um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Evita Carrasco. That's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. And remember to subscribe, like, love, and follow us on Zwerk Media. That's Z-W-E-R-C Media. The quote that I would like to share with you is by the great Socrates, and he says, The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. And I really hope that you take this quote to heart and that you live your best life. I hope to catch you on the next episode of Flying Blind Podcast. And until next time, stay blessed and stay positive and have a wonderful day.